Hello, brethren. Brother Bob here again. This is part four of God's kingdom teachings. So I've, I've done three podcasts basically explaining and showing you why and how the kingdom teachings of the Bible apply to an eternally saved, blood-bought, born-again child of God. I have explained to you that the scriptures clearly teach that eternally saved from hell, born-again children of God, receive the free gift of eternal life the very nanosecond that they believe that the sacrifice of Christ and Christ's sacrifice alone paid for their sins. Brethren, truly understanding and believing the message of the gospel of Christ and getting eternally saved is not something that a born-again person can forfeit or lose through disobeying God's commandments. I'll touch more on this later on. Is the free gift of eternal life free? Or is the free gift of eternal life only free if a born-again person promises to serve their Savior faithfully after they get born again? Now, I do believe that a born-again person can renounce or reject the free gift of eternal life given to, given to them freely once they got born again. And if they reject or renounce the fact that Christ is their Savior, well, they will spend their eternity paying for own, their own sins. Brethren, our Heavenly Father cannot help stupid. If people want to let the things of the world, the ways of the world, the philosophies of the world distract them from, from continuing to trust Christ as their Savior, so be it. You know, he, he takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. And that even means his own children. But again, he's not going to stop us. We have a free will. And just because we got born again, it doesn't mean our free will goes away. So if a born again, eternally saved child of God wants to use their free will to renounce their belief that Christ is their Savior, God will let them do that. God will let his children do that. The consequences for that are that person who renounces Christ as their Savior is going to pay for their own sins. Now, when I say renouncing Christ as their Savior, is not the same thing as wallowing in sin. As long as a born-again believer doesn't renounce their belief that Christ died to pay for their sins, they're never going to go to hell. Okay, we'll, get, we'll touch more on this later on. But again, so long as a blood-bought, eternally saved, born-again child of God does not renounce or reject Christ as their Savior, they never need fear going to hell, regardless of the level of their faithfulness to God's commandments or teachings. Again, is salvation a free gift or not a free gift? Is one's eternal salvation determined by their faithfulness to God's commandments or rather by their faith in Christ as their Savior? So long as a blood-bought, eternally saved, born-again child of God does not renounce or reject Christ as their Savior, they're once a child of God, always a child of God. Again, is salvation a free gift or not a free gift? Is salvation apart from works or do we have to be faithful plus believe the gospel? No, it's free. 100% totally free. It's a gift from God. It comes through simple intellectual faith in believing that Christ died to pay for our sins. And I even need to qualify that because in today's world, there's a lot of religions who believe, they say they believe in Christ, but don't really have a sound gospel. A lot of religions say they understand and believe that Christ died on the cross for them, but they add to the gospel. So um, I need to qualify when I talk about somebody believing in Christ. It isn't just believing in Christ or having a head knowledge about him. You need to understand and accept the fact that the only way your sins are paid for is by the blood of Christ plus nothing else. If you add anything to the gospel, it's a different gospel. And if you're Believing a different gospel, Christ said you're cursed. Okay, so you gotta you need to figure out that this salvation plan that God has offered to the world is a free gift apart from works. None of us deserve it, 
None of us can lose it by being bad. The only way that a born-again child of God can forfeit or lose their eternal life is by rejecting Christ as their Savior. Again, I keep asking the question, is salvation a free gift from God or is it not a free gift? No, it's a free gift. So let me share this one more time because it ties in with my kingdom teaching. So long as a blood-bought, eternally saved, born-again child of God does not renounce or reject Christ as their Savior, there is no other way for a born-again child of God to end up in hell. The only way for a born-again believer to forfeit their eternal life and end up in hell is by rejecting Christ. Again, is salvation a free gift from God, or is it not a free gift? Does salvation come through us promising to serve the Lord after we're born again, or is it free? Now, it's important to understand this concept that salvation is free apart from works because it ties in with the kingdom warning verses in the scriptures. Because even though a born-again believer who never renounces Christ is never going to go to hell, there's a lot of examples in the scriptures of eternal or even earthly consequences for a born-again, eternally saved child of God who walks in a manner that's not pleasing to the Lord. If we're wallowing in our sin, the Bible has examples of this. And what we're going to see, and I'm going to try to explain to you, is that the consequences of these lackadaisical, lukewarm, worldly walks of a lot of Christians these days is going to be in eternity. We're at the judgment seat of Christ. The Lord's not going to say, well done, because somebody was simply born again. He's going to look at somebody who was a child of God and who was not faithful and who did not choose to obey God's commandments when they knew him. And the Lord's going to say, you wicked, lazy slave, get out of here. You're living on the outside of the kingdom. The Bible teaches that, brethren. We need to really understand that. So I'll delve into that in a little bit more detail, but that's an important concept to understand. So what the kingdom teachings in the Bible will help you understand is that born-again believers are not getting away with their worldly sinful lifestyle on planet earth. There's going to come a day of judgment and they're going to answer for how they lived their life for Christ or how they did not live for their life for Christ. And there's going to be kingdom consequences. Again, they're not going to get away with this. It's not like God is a big jolly old Santa Claus God who just forgets everything. No, at the judgment seat, the Lord's going to bring up how faithful or unfaithful God's children there were, and the more faithful you were, the more blessings you have in a literal kingdom. And if you were found to be totally unfaithful, Christ says you're going to be kicked out of the kingdom. I mean, that's just what it, how it is. Now, you're going to be saved from hell, but you're going to be outside the kingdom during the millennial period and during the new heaven and earth kingdom. That should scare the bejeebies out of people. That should scare the bejeebies out of believers who are walking the fence, one foot in the world, one foot in the church. Okay, now again, if you're striving to walk with the Lord and trying to do what the scriptures teach and trying to learn the scriptures and try to be obedient to those scriptures, I mean, if you're dealing with your sin, going to the Lord with confession and repentance, you never need to worry about being outside the kingdom. You'll be in the kingdom. Okay, it's those it's those lukewarm, lackadaisical, flippant, rebellious, uh, unconcerned about keeping God's commandment type believers who are going to face some serious consequences at the judgment seat of Christ. Now, I'm just sharing this next point over and over again because it's so important to get this into your brain. Again, unless a born-again believer renounces their previous belief that Christ is their Savior, they will live out their earthly lives and die an eternally saved, blood-bought, born-again child of God regardless of how faithful they were in keeping and obeying God's commandments for the church age. So let me repeat that. So again, unless a born-again believer renounces their previous belief 
that Christ is their Savior, they will live out their earthly lives and die an eternally saved, blood-bought, born-again child of God, regardless of how faithful they were in keeping and obeying God's commandments for the church age. Again, is salvation free, or do believers have to earn the free gift? No, we don't earn a free gift. It's free. It's a gift to the world. God gave this as a gift to the world. Hanging on those nails and dying to pay for our sins is a free gift. The only stipulation in receiving this free gift of eternal life is to believe that Christ died to pay for your sins. That's the only stipulation. There is no stipulation like, well, once you get born again, then you have to promise to serve Christ. You have to promise to keep God's commandments. You have to promise to walk righteously, and then you get the free gift. No, it doesn't work that way. Salvation, eternal salvation comes the moment, the very second that you put your faith in Christ as your Savior. A believer's eternal salvation from hell is not determined by how faithful they walked with Christ. Brethren, no one gets the free gift of eternal life for being good. So how can we lose it for being bad? It's a gift. Again, the only way that you can forfeit or lose or give up your eternal life in heaven is by renouncing Christ as your Savior. It's the only way. If you're born again, it's the only way you can forfeit your eternal life. But there'll be consequences for those believers who are not walking in a manner worthy, at least trying to walk in a manner worthy of the God who died for them. As I have shared with you over and over and over again in all my podcasts, simply being a born-again child of God does not guarantee that born-again child of God that the next life will go well. Brethren, it takes much more than simply being a born-again child of God to hear, well done, good and faithful servant at the judgment seat of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9-10. through 10. So whether we believers are here in this body or away from this body, our goal should always be to please the Lord. For all believers must stand before Christ to be judged. We will receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil that we have done in our earthly bodies. Since the free gift of eternal life is absolutely 100% free and not mostly free or temporarily free or conditionally free, that means that once a person truly understands and believes the gospel of Christ, supernatural events take place that change that once lost spiritually dead person into a spiritually alive, spirit-indwelt, eternally saved child of God. Unfortunately, those supernatural life-changing events that take place when a person gets born again does not remove a new believer's old sin nature, i.e. our old sinful free will, which means that someone can truly get born again and initially be on fire for Christ and love reading the scriptures and sharing their newfound faith with their friends who then, maybe years later, for whatever sinful reasons, chooses to allow themselves to get caught up in unspiritual stuff like jobs, family, fame, power, money, drugs, fun, worldly stuff, etc., and they find themselves no longer excited or dedicated to the ways of the Lord, and they will fall away from their, their walk of faith. A believer can fall away from their walk of faith. Now, falling away from your walk of faith does not mean that you forfeit your eternal life. You need to understand that. Again, is salvation free or not? Now, the first thing I need you to accept is the fact that that can happen, that an eternally saved, blood-brought, born-again child of God can fall away from the faith. Now, I share that because there's a lot of people who are believers that say, well, if somebody's truly born again, they're never going to do that. 
That's just absolutely asinine to say that. The, the scriptures are full of examples of believers who walked away from their faith or who were disobedient. We can start from Adam and Eve and go all the way through the scriptures. Poor Apostle Paul could hardly find any faithful believers in his day. The book of Corinthians is pretty much every chapter deals with some sinful, carnal sinfulness going on amongst the believers. So believers can most definitely fall away from the faith. They can start out on fire for the Lord. They can have that initial change, but then they let the worries of life distract them. This is what Christ said, Luke chapter 8. He said, this is the meaning of the parable of the sower. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. Christ said the seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message, receive it with joy, but since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while, then fall away when they face temptation. Verse 14, the seeds that fell among the thorns represent those believers who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and they never grow into mature believers. In verse 15, and the seeds that fell on a good soil represent the good, honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. These are Christ's words, brethren. These are different levels of believers, and they're different stages of falling away or staying faithful. Believers can fall away. And for me, the easiest way to understand this is that somebody who's lost cannot fall away from the faith. You have to have the faith to begin with to fall away from it or to backslide away from it. Lost people don't backslide away from the true faith because they never had the true faith. Only true born-again believers can fall away or backslide away from the true faith. Now, my next thought that you need to understand, you need to grasp this, get a hold of this, is that if a brother or sister in Christ falls away from their walk of faith, that does not mean that they lose or forfeit their eternal salvation. Let me repeat that. If a brother or sister in Christ does fall away from their walk of faith, that does not mean that they lose or forfeit their eternal salvation. Is salvation a free gift or is it not a free gift? Do we get born again by simply trusting Christ as our Savior or do we get born again by trusting Christ as our Savior and promising to be faithful? No. Salvation is a free gift apart from works. doesn't matter how we live our life. We get the free gift when we get born again because we've trusted Christ as our Savior. And another concept that you need to grasp and get a hold of is that if a believer no, walks, no longer walks in obedience to God's written word, it's not the same thing as a believer who openly renounces that they no longer believe Christ is their Savior. Two very distinct types of backsliders. One is just somebody who's not being faithful and obedient to the commandments of God. The other one is a believer who renounces their faith and they no longer believe that Christ is their Savior. Let me repeat that. No longer walking in obedience to God's written word is not the same thing as openly renouncing that you no longer believe that Christ is your Savior. I hope you understand that. If you don't, you need to because it's important. Kingdom teachings explain why this is an important thing. Here's another thought that you need to get your head wrapped around. Getting born again, i.e. receiving the free gift of eternal life, does not require a born-again believer to be faithful to God's commandments or church teachings in order to receive salvation or to maintain his salvation. Let me repeat that. Getting born again, i.e. receiving the free gift of eternal life, does not require a born-again believer to be faithful to God's commandments and or God's church teachings in order to receive it. 
The Bible clearly tells us over and over and over again that people do not get eternally saved by being obedient to God's commandments. Is salvation a gift or not? Romans 3.28 So children of God are made right with God through faith in the gospel of Christ and not by keeping God's commandments. It's important to understand that. Next thought. So long as a blood-bought, eternally saved, born-again child of God does not denounce their belief that Christ is their Savior, a born-again child of God cannot lose their salvation or forfeit their salvation by being disobedient. You you need to get this. This is important. So long as a born-again child of God does not denounce their belief that Christ is their Savior, they cannot sin away their free gift of eternal life. They can't. There'll be consequences for their sinful life. So I'm going to get touch on that more later on. There'll be definitely serious kingdom consequences if a born-again believer chooses to disobey God's commandments or chooses to love the world more than they do Christ, but they do not forfeit or throw away their eternal life. Is salvation free, as the Bible says, or is it not free? Again, a born-again believer cannot lose or forfeit their eternal life because they're being disobedient to God's commandments. It doesn't work that way. Once a child of God, always a child of God. But again, as I shared before, simply being a child of God does not mean you're going to hear, well done, good and faithful servant at the judgment seat of Christ. There are going to be serious, serious, bad, serious consequences for born-again believers who have the free gift of eternal life, who live their life loving the world, loving the ways of the world, and just totally ignore the commandments and God's word. Brethren, we did not get the free gift of eternal life because we had promised God that we would stop sinning after we became his child. That's not what the free gift of eternal life is all about. We didn't even get the free gift of eternal life because we promised the Lord that we would repent of our sins after we got saved. That wouldn't make it free then, would it? If we have to repent of our sins and try to strive to live a righteous, holy life, then it's not free, is it? It's a free gift. We need to understand that and wrap our head around that. Now, with everything that I just said about a believer's eternal salvation from hell, being totally and completely free and not kept or maintained through one's obedience to God's commandments, I need to qualify everything that I said about eternal life being a free gift from the Lord that we receive when we believe that Christ paid for our sins with this, with this thought. Okay, I just shared a lot of stuff, and now I have to share something with you. Getting and receiving the free gift of eternal life through faith in the gospel of Christ does not mean that a believer will never face earthly or even kingdom consequences for the sins they choose to commit as an eternally saved, born-again child of God. Let me repeat that. Getting and receiving the free gift of eternal life through faith in the gospel of Christ does not mean that a believer will never face earthly or even kingdom consequences for the sins they choose to commit as a born-again, eternally saved child of God. That better make sense to you, because if you don't understand that, if you don't accept that, then you're missing something in your thought processes. You're not understanding the salvation process of a believer. Yes, the eternal salvation, free gift of God, comes apart from works. However, hearing well done, good and faithful child of mine at the judgment seat of Christ takes much more than simply being or having gotten born again sometime in the past. And it's this concept of good or bad consequences being doled out at the judgment seat of Christ, where the kingdom consequence verses in the scriptures come into play. Again, 2 Corinthians 5.10, For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. Will we each receive whatever we deserve for the good or bad that we have done in our earthly body? Let me, look, let, me, let me show you an example of what I mean by the consequences of living a sinful life if you're a believer. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through 21. When believers follow the desires of their sinful nature, the results are very clear. 
sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these will happen. So let me tell you believers again, as I have told you believers before, that any believer living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So these verses clearly tell us that any believer who is eternally saved, who lives their earthly life wallowing in unrepentant sin, will not inherit, i.e. be part of the heritage of God's kingdom. Unfortunately, a lot of people associate the words will not inherit the kingdom to mean will not be saved from hell. Again, is salvation a free gift or is it not a free gift? That's just not what Paul is teaching. Paul's not teaching to these Galatian believers that if they wallow in their sins, they're going to hell. That's not what he's teaching. Paul's teaching them that there's going to be kingdom consequences at the judgment seat of Christ. What those consequences are, the Lord will decide. But some of the consequences are so serious that Christ said some of the believers are going to be kicked out of the kingdom. Wow, that's pretty scary stuff. Now, a lot of Christians don't want to hear what I'm sharing. They they love living in their Joel Osteen Christianity. It's a comfortable, easy, easy believism. Nobody bother me. Don't get me out of my comfort zone kind of Christianity. But I'm warning you, brethren, if you're the type of believer who's got one leg in the world and maybe a toe in the church, there's going to be consequences at the judgment seat. If you're the type of believer who knows what you should be doing according to the commandments and the scriptures, but ignore them because of peer pressure, or you're worried about how many sheep you're going to offend, or you're worried about how much money you're going to live lose in the offering every week, so you avoid teaching the truths of God's word, judgment's not going to go well for you neither. And if you're that born-again believer who truly got saved and was like living for the Lord and excited about your faith and then walked away from your faith and decided that the things of the world were more fun, more enjoyable, more pleasurable than serving the God who died for you, your judgment's not going to go well also. Do you know why the judgment seat of Christ is going to go well for some believers? It's because they learned God's word and they obeyed God's commandments and they strive to do those things which please our Heavenly Father, who is the king. When you strive to please the king, the king is going to bless you in eternity, all right? Again, as I shared on my last last podcast, the Lord's not looking for perfection. He's looking for commitment. He's looking for faithfulness. He's looking for diligence, perseverance, overcoming. He's looking for children. He desires to be in fellowship with children who want to serve him and be faithful to his word. And when we do that, he will bless and honor us in eternity. I mean, isn't it amazing? He went through all of this suffering and death at Calvary to save our slimy souls from hell. And then once he does that, he gives us the Holy Spirit, gives us the power to overcome our flesh. And then he just says, you know what, Brother Bob, I have some things I would like you to do. And if you do those, I promise to bless you in eternity. So he encourages us to be faithful. But then he also openly tells us in the scriptures that if you're a child of mine and you refuse to do what I tell you, I'm going to let you... I'm going to let you do that while you're on planet Earth. But when you get to the other side, it's a judgment seat. Your judgment's not going to go well because you were going to be seen as a displeasing child or a displeasing servant to the king. And I'm going to punish you for your disobedience. Now, I'm not going to send you to hell because you have the free gift of eternal life. You trusted my son as your savior, but I'm definitely going to punish you by taking away kingdom rewards or blessings or honors that I'm going to give to the faithful ones. So in Galatians chapter 5, when Paul tells the believers that if they wallow in their sin, they're not going to inherit the kingdom parts of God or the special places of God's kingdom, he's not talking about them forfeiting their eternal life and going to hell. Again, Paul's not teaching that. 
And why do I know the Apostle Paul is not teaching that? I know that because the Apostle Paul knew quite clearly that no one is eternally saved from hell, i.e. gets their free gift of eternal life through their obedience to God's commandments. Now, many in the church make the mistake of assuming that if a person lives in unrepentant sin, they were probably never eternally saved to begin with. Friend, that is an assumption that none of us should make. None of us know for sure who's truly born again and who's not born again. And we definitely shouldn't decide if somebody's never been born again just because of how they lived their life. There's quite a few examples in the scriptures of born-again believers, I would call born-again believers, or believers who trusted God as their Savior who lived wicked life. Solomon is the best example of that. In his old age, he got caught up in sacrifice, pagan sacrifice. All right, that's pretty amazing. So unless you have been gifted with the apostolic ability to discern if a person truly believes the gospel of Christ, you would be in sin to assume that someone's headed to hell simply because of their sinful lifestyle. Again, is salvation free or is it not free? It's quite clear that what the Apostle Paul is teaching, he's teaching about the warnings of kingdom consequences for those believers who wallow in their sin. And again, why do I know the Apostle Paul is speaking to born-again believers? The answer to that question would be that it would simply be illogical and rhetorical to tell born-again believers that the unrepentant sins of lost people keep them out of heaven. It doesn't matter if a lost person wallows in sin or not. They're automatically headed to hell because they rejected Christ as their Savior. Doesn't every born-again believer already know that the unforgiven, unwashed-away sins of lost people keep them out of heaven? People who are lost cannot be good enough or righteous enough or obedient enough to earn their way out of hell. It just doesn't work that way. So Paul has to be talking to believers. That's why the Apostle Paul says, I warned you believers... And then he says, I'm going to warn you again that living in sin keeps you believers out of God's kingdom in the next life. So again, what the, the Apostle Paul is actually doing in verses in Galatians chapter 5, in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, Ephesians 5, 5, is warning blood-bought, eternally saved children of God that living with or in unrepentant sin will cause them to lose or forfeit their opportunity to live in God's future millennial or new earth kingdoms. When Paul warns believers about the possibility of believers not inheriting the kingdom of God, Paul is not telling people that if they live in sin as a believer, they will end up in hell. He's not saying that. Again, is salvation a free gift from God or not? Don't confuse the possible consequences of not inheriting the blessings and rewards of being in God's future kingdom with losing one's eternal salvation. Remember, all believers are eternally saved by faith, in the gospel of Christ, the very moment they get born again, and not by faith in the gospel of Christ plus good works or living a righteous life. Again, is salvation a free gift from God or not? I hope you see the unbiblical confusion that results when the Bible tells us over and over and over again that getting born again, i.e. receiving eternal life, is a free gift that comes through faith apart from any good works or faith plus any church sacraments or faith in Christ plus striving to walk righteously. While others in the church try to teach that getting or staying eternally saved comes through faith in the gospel of Christ plus the believer's willingness to try not to live a life of unrepentant sin. Again, for the 20th time, does God freely offer his eternal salvation to all who believe the gospel of Christ or not? Do I get born again, receive the Spirit of God, and am I guaranteed eternal life the moment I trust Christ as my Savior or not? Is it free or do I need to work for it? Is it free or do I need to maintain it? 
Is it free or do I have to try to keep God's commandments to keep it? It's free. Free means I didn't get it for being good. I don't lose it for being bad. Again, the only time, again, I keep sharing this over and over again. The only time I believe that a born again person can forfeit or lose their eternal life and end up in hell is if they reject or renounce their faith that Christ is their Savior. Church, you really need to accept the biblical fact that a person can be a true, blood-bought, eternally saved child of God who can, for whatever sinful reasons, choose to live their earthly life unrighteously. Again, let me repeat that. You really need to accept the biblical fact that a true, born-again, eternally saved child of God can choose, for whatever sinful reasons, to live their earthly life unrighteously, in disobedience to God's word, with a flippant, casual attitude about serving their Creator. Our Heavenly Father will allow that in this life. However, any believer who does that will pay dearly in the next life for choosing to not try, at least, to live according to God's commandments and teachings for the church. And again, for the 20th time, what are the consequences going to be for that born-again believer who lives a flippant, casual, lackadaisical, disobedient, rebellious Christian life. Well, at the judgment seat of Christ, they're going to be judged unfaithful. And they might be judged so unfaithful that Christ says, out of here, get them out of the kingdom. They're not even allowed to be in the kingdom. Those are the consequences. That's why, again, the verses in Galatians and Ephesians and Corinthians warn believers, born-again believers, that if you practice unrepentant sin, you will not be in the kingdom. Now, again, for the 20th time, now being kicked out of the kingdom, it's better to spend your eternal life in God's paradise, out of the kingdom, than it is to spend your life in hell. So these people who wasted their life, who were born again, wasted their life, their earthly life, enjoying life, enjoying the pleasures of life, enjoying all those things that that satisfied their flesh, well, they're going to spend their eternity regretting that they didn't spend more time trying to serve the God who died for them. Now, I'm going to share some verses which clearly show that a professing born-again believer can choose to wallow in their sins. They were truly born again. You can do that. If time permitted, I could show you a lot of examples, but I don't have time. So I'm going to interject as I go through this. James chapter 4, verse 1 through 8. The writer James is writing to a church of believers. He says, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you, brethren? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? Now I interject. This inner spiritual war only goes on with born-again people. Verse 2, you want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask for it. And even when you do ask for it, you ask with the wrong motives. You only want to get it for your own pleasure. You adulteresses. Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? Let, Let me say that again, James says. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself out to be an enemy of God. Now, I'm going to interject. Now, these verses alone should make it obvious that James is writing to people he assumes are born again. And why do I know that? I know that because James would never rebuke an unsaved, non-born again, unregenerated person for being friends with the world. Being friends with the world is what lost people are expected to do. Let's move on. Verse 5. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. Now, again, interjecting. Only believers get the spirit placed inside of them. So it's clear James is writing to 
professing believers. James 4, 7, so humble yourselves, believers, before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Again, writing to believers, lost people have no loyalty to God. Lost people are cut off from God. No matter how loyal a lost person is, they're going to hell because they've never accepted Christ as their Savior. Here's some more verses showing, it's clearly showing that born-again believers are wallowing in their sins. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 through 4. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people. I had to talk to you as as you as though you belonged to the world, as, as though you were babies in Christ. I had to feed you milk and not solid food because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And you still aren't ready. For you still are controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove that you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like the lost people of the world? When one of you says, I'm a follower of Paul, and another says, I'm a follower of Apollos, aren't you acting just like the lost people of the world? These next two set of verses clearly show the differences between repentant and non-repentant believers. Now, I've already shared my thoughts on these kingdom teaching consequences, but this is important info. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals. Some were such of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of our Lord Yeshua Christ and in the spirit of our God. These are believers. You were washed means that these believers chose to confess and repent of their sins, which resulted in them being washed clean by the sin-cleansing blood of Christ. So God saw them as being holy and sanctified because they chose to deal with their sin. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 20 shows just the opposite. The apostle writes, For I am afraid that perhaps when I come to you, I may find that you may not be the way I wish and may be found to be not the way I want you to be. That perhaps there will be strife, jealousy, anger, disputes, slanders, gossip, arrogance, disturbances. I'm afraid that when I come again, may God may humiliate me before you, and I may mourn over those who have sinned in the past and have not repented of the impurity, immorality, sensuality, which they have practiced. Paul is rebuking carnal, born-again, eternally saved believers who are choosing to wallow in their sins. If they die like this at the judgment seat of Christ, they will have serious, serious kingdom consequences because they will be found to be unfaithful at the judgment seat of Christ. Now, again, the judgment seat of Christ is not a judgment that determines a person if a person is saved or born again or not. It's a judgment of works. So that these believers or any believer who dies in this state of unrepentant sin is not going to be sent to hell. They're going to be judged unfaithful, unworthy, untrustworthy, unreliable, disobedient, whatever it is. And there's going to be kingdom consequences for their disobedient walk as children of God. Again, is eternal salvation a free gift, or do we have to work for it, or keep God's commandments to get it? No, we don't. It's a free gift. Once you're born again, you're always born again. Again, the only time that you can forfeit that eternal life, that place in heaven, is if you renounce or reject that Christ is your Savior. Other than that, you can't sin away your salvation. But there's definitely going to be kingdom consequences for that born-again believer who lived a sinful, worldly Christian life. Again, brethren, that's why the Bible says, work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Because when we face Christ at the judgment seat, he's not going to be the Lamb of God. He's going to be the Lion of Judah. 
And we're going to be so sorry. Now, again, none of us are going to think we did enough for the Lord, no matter how faithful we were. But there's a difference between trying to be faithful and not trying to be faithful at all. There's a difference between dealing with your sin, even if you get caught up in it, but dealing with it, repenting, confessing it, and just wallowing in it. There's a big difference. And just remember, when you step into eternity as a born-again, eternally saved believer, you're going to get a glorified body, new body. You're going to know exactly what you have coming. When you get rebuked by Christ for not being faithful, you're not going to argue. You're not going to debate it with him. You're going to say, you're right. You're right, Lord. Thank you for dying for me anyways. Thank you for paying for my sins. So let me close with these verses again. Galatians 5.19. So let me remind you, believers, as I have reminded you before, that any child of God living that sort of unrepentant, sinful life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Ephesians 5.5. For this you know with certainty that no immoral or impure person or covetous child of God who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of God and Christ. Are you now understanding that these verses are not condemning a carnal, unrepentant, born-again believer to hell? They're warning them. They're warning an eternally saved, blood-bought, born-again child of God that if you choose to live your earthly life enjoying the passing pleasures of sin, you will lose or forfeit kingdom rewards blessings, and honors in the next life. And he might even possibly be kicked out of God's kingdom in the next life. Christ said, many will come to me on that day of judgment, and I will say, I don't even know you. You disobeyed me. You weren't obedient to my word. Out of here. So I'm going to stop right here. I promise to get in more detail about God's future millennial and new earth kingdoms in the next podcast. So this is your friend in Christ, Brother Bob. Saints, the only way you're going to know the truths of God is by knowing your scriptures.